Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve and Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, how's it going? Uh, we're back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 67. 67. 67. Don't know any no uh, nostalgia numbers are coming to me. Yeah, for 67. yeah, yeah. See, yeah, you're getting into the, like the numbers of like interstates and highways and state roads and stuff. Like, there's not too many yeah. significant numbers. Jeff Harding's um, was 67, was he not? He was the center for the. Steelers. Yeah, I know. I see him all the time. Is he 67? Uh, I think he might have been. I don't know. That's my guess anyway. We're gonna call it that. And Get back to me later. Yeah, um, I, 64. 64, yeah. Okay, never mind. 67, like, we need some help with that one if anybody can. If anybody's got a, a, a memorable... Who's your favorite Pittsburgh sports person with, that with wore the 67? 67? Yeah, right? Because I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of a... We love 66 and 68 here. Well, 68's next week. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of numbers, like Lemieux, Yager... Right. What a great what a great pair that was. So speaking of next week, we have the Super Bowl live podcast, second annual at Sorgatron Media Studios this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, February third, ten thirty AM to noon. We're gonna have Fury Brewing Company joining us to um, talk Pittsburgh Sports Super Bowl and the great brews that they produce and what they got going on this year. If you can't join us at the studio, and if you'd like to, please let us know. We do have limited space available. But if you can't join us at the studio, please watch us live, because it's going to be. It is going to be live. Yeah. It's um, going to be lit. It's going to be lit. It's going to be crazy. We're going we're to have a good crowd, hopefully, like last year. Yeah, we should have a good crowd. Again. And we're, we're, we're going to have, have some people. delicious snacks. And we're going to learn about some beers. Yeah. You know, we're going we're gonna to talk about the Super Bowl and, you know, get some other people in to... You know, maybe give some predictions. I know. You know, you're probably you're probably curious, like you know, Matt and Steve. Like I've been listening to you break down football all year. You know, <laughs> it's, it's time it's time for a new voice. So we're gonna give you a few new voices. Maybe and even a surprise or two. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I surprise. I, I got one. You, surprise. You got a surprise? Well, I'm not gonna tell you, but yeah. Okay. Make a surprise. All right. Matt's got a surprise up his sleeve. I'm I'm wanting to hear this one, so maybe he'll tell me off the air, and then that way I can know, and then it'll be a surprise for him and I, and then for you to tune in and find out. You have to tune in and find out. Yes, you it's will. called a tease, people. Yes, to tease. You know, like that little blonde, hot eighteen-year-old girl on prom night. Well, I mean, that's not really. It's a broadcasting. Term, <laughs> is, is what I, was to. I went too far. Here's the. I line. should nothing Here's I say me. on this podcast should make you feel that same way. <laughs> <laughs> that you felt on prom night. <laughs> oh, don't we all? Don't we all? We are not going to the Super Bowl. There's nothing that could possibly happen that would even approach that level. <laughs> this weekend. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's going to be a long winter. Yeah, it's going to be a long winter for Steelers um, mayhem, you know, of seeing what unravels. And they, you know, uh, Rooney did say that he was done uh, with coaching changes yeah. for the year. Uh, Which I'm means they're not getting like a quality control yeah. expert. They're not. They're not going to get like a new person who specializes in challenges. 
or clock management or when to call timeout or when to run fake punts. I mean, that's a head coach. They have like associate head coaches. <laughs> yeah, I know. They you know, do. they they have like they some do. eyes in the sky. I mean, on shit. Some teams. Speaking of weird coaches, right? So how about uh, it's been blown up for the last like week now um, that the 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 Rams, Sean McVay has a, um, a, a an associate coach that his sole job is to follow him around like a puppy dog and to reach in and pull him back from the sidelines whenever the ref gets close or the play gets close, to pull him back off the white lines. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of teams have like a, a get-back A get-back kind of person. Yeah, he's a get-back guy. But, but usually they yell, get back, get back. Yeah, and it's He's usually, actually a physical, hands-on, like, huddles behind, sees it coming in, grabs him by the waist and pulls him back. I think in order to run, the area. to run a credible, like, football team, I think... I think there's got to be, like, a limited number of people who are allowed to lay hands on the coach. The get-back guy would be one. That's, like, the designated person. You know, it's just like Castro only had one doctor, probably. Like, nobody else should be, like, prodding around in there. You know, lest the revolution be subverted by the CIA, right? So, like, you don't want Sean McVay getting all, like, flustered because some intern, like, just shoved him. Right. You know? Like, like he's got to be focused on the game, not thinking, like, who the F is this kid? Right? So he's got his, like, his handler, you know? He's got a handler. You know, it's like, you know, it's like Heart to Heart had Max, right? Oh, Max was awesome. I know you've been watching. I, I, Dude, I've been... I chime in. I chime in from time to time, but I haven't in a while. Uh, <laughs> it went away because of Christmas movies, but now it's back. Yeah, heart, oh yeah Heart Late to Heart. Late night Heart to Heart. Oh, man, from 1 a.m. until 5 a.m., or until 6 a.m., really. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in bed before then, but... I like I like the late night viewing. I'm usually I'm in bed before then, but I don't actually fall I fall asleep too hard to heart. And and um but yeah, I, weekends is my really late night so I don't get to bed till like 6 a.m. Yeah. Cuz I only get home at 3:30. I tried to watch the uh, women's final of the Australian Open. Fall asleep It night? started at 3:30 in the morning. I fell asleep in like the first set tie break. Oh. And I I popped up I popped my head up and was like, "Oh, look, it's like uh now two sets like you know it's one set a piece right so i'm like eh, i'm tired i should just go lay down and watch the third set on dvr and then when i finally was ready to wake up like you know dumbass me i checked my phone oh it's and, like within like the top three tweets you know, <laughs> it's like we interview the loser and i was like, okay well well, now I don't have to watch so, that. So, Osaka won the women's, and then I, I watched most of the... Uh, Jokovic, right? Won the men's? Jokovic won the men's, and I watched that on DVR, but it was like... I actually watched the Nadal first... Nadal wasn't doing very well, so... Why did I watch... I fast-forwarded What day was that on? Because I watched the first set of that live. That was Sunday morning. Like, if you got home late Saturday night... Yeah. And you were, yeah, and you yeah, were yeah. up until 3.30 in the morning... I was up till like, you know, 5 or 6, yeah. Well, yeah, because they took a minute... I was like, get on with it, man. Like, they're doing the... Yeah. You know, the whole introductions and everything. Like, the the actual match probably didn't start until, like, 3.45. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even bother, because this men... If it's a good men's match, it goes, like, five sets. And it could last, like, four and a half, five hours. Yeah, yeah, I So, I, I was like, I, I have no... You know, there's no football tomorrow on, on Sunday... You know, the Sunday between Championship Week and Super Bowl Sunday. So I was like, I'm just going to, you know, watch a little tennis in the afternoon while I putz around. Well, we'll talk about the bullshit game that was on. But, well, um, you know. I'm glad but, you knew. Uh, but it, it was, uh, but yeah, I got home from work Saturday. I closed. We got our ass handed to us. Um, and uh, so I, did, I got home about 10 after 3. And uh, 
sat here, had a couple beers, had a couple whiskeys. Um, and yeah, it was like 6 a.m. And I'm like, mm, okay, I should probably go to bed now. Yeah. Because Amanda actually had to work Sunday for some dumbass. Oh, I know why she had to work. It was a, for a particular, not a dumbass reason. In our mind, it was a dumbass reason, but she had to work. Uh, so, um, because a job is an important thing to have. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't tell your boss, hey, this needs to be done before Monday, and you're the only one who can do it, so you kind of got to come in Sunday. You can't go there. Go fuck yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, they, they tend to frown upon that in work uh, places. Um, but yeah, so she ended up actually having to work, so she went to bed. And I, I She came downstairs, and she's like, are you still up? I'm like, yeah, what time is it? She goes, it's almost time for me to go to work. Get your ass to bed and cuddle for the next two hours. Okay. Two hours? Oh, she had to leave at eight. So okay. <laughs> it was like six. All right. <laughs> so that's not almost time to go to work. Yeah, right, right, yeah. That's still good solid two hours, man. I know, right? Um, but no, nah, yeah. like I said, there was a bullshit football game on. We'll talk about that in a minute. In the meantime, though, uh, did you get a chance to watch any of the NHL skills competition or NHL all-star game? I did not. So you missed out on some stuff. I missed out on the All-Star game itself because I was getting my ass handed me at work. Uh, but Friday was the skills competition, which was pretty awesome. Uh, you had, uh, in the skills competition, we had uh, the first time that they introduced um, All-Star women hockey okay. uh, on display. Uh, you had Canada's Rebecca Johnson. Uh, Renta Fast, the U.S. had Kendall Con Schofield and Brianna Decker uh, put on shows in a skill competition. Uh, Kendall killed it in the fastest skater, took second to Connor McDavid. Decker at the passing competition, uh, and she ended up getting a $25,000 um, check from... A major award. Yeah. A 20... It's a major award. Yeah, she got a $25,000 check from one of the uh, endorsers. Uh, and then you had um, Decker. Uh, she took second in the passing competition. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, jo and uh, Johnson um, in the uh, puck control uh, also took second. Excellent. So these are the ladies that were on the Team USA Women's Team USA or and Team Can Canada Women's. Um, I got invited to come to the All-Star Game for the skills competition. And this opened up a whole big to-do. Yeah. I... Um, about should the NHL consider letting women play, but then the NHL would have to change the game to no checking, stuff like that, because in the women's game there's no checking and so mm -hmm. forth. And it, it brought up a whole big to-do. And then if you remember back when we were teenagers in high school, um, there was a young lady by the name of Manon Rayon. Mm-hmm. Who never started a regular season game, but played preseason games for Tampa Bay Lightning. That's right. As a goalie, I remember her rookie card was like oh, dude. much sought after. Oh yeah, it was sought after for more than just collection. I mean, uh, but that's gross, dude. Sorry, that's gross, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that implies that like like one in ten little boys like got sexual with their Kenta Colby card. So like. If Kent DeCalvey looked as good as Manon Rayom, oh. I mean, at a certain era, he was very stylish. For the ladies. For the ladies, right, but or for the men who like men. 
Or there's, there's you probably the, collected yeah. baseball cards until they realized they weren't into it. Yeah, right. At some point. Um, but no, I mean, but not. So they did. Manon Rayon was the first woman to play in an NHL uh, to play in an NHL game, though not regular season. These ladies got to um, show their stuff at the uh, skills competition, the All Star game. So how about uh, Kendra Coins uh, Schofield? Um, Taking second to Connor McDavid and only lost by one second the fastest skater. Uh, and Connor McDavid is listed as the fastest skater. A couple other guys that were in there were kind of bummed out. But, you know, all, all the guys and, and the ladies even said, you know, you're on the spotlight. There's 20,000 people in the stands. There's millions of people watching on TV. You got all these NHL guys taking a knee on the ice and watching you skate or they're on the bench slapping the sticks and you know, watching you perform and it's they're like it's intimidating. Yeah. Um, you know, but but they all shined well, and then um, uh, they shined good enough that Kendall Coyne Schofield uh, earned an analyst position with NBC for the Wednesday night um, hockey game, which happens to be with the Tampa Bay Lightning coming in here to Pittsburgh tomorrow night, eight o'clock rivalry night uh, on NBC Sports Net. Okay. Um, the All Star Game. Uh, the Metro Division won the All-Star Game. Awesome. Uh, Cro- even without Ovechkin, huh? Even without Ovechkin because, you know what, they had Crosby. Yeah. Uh, Crosby had eight points, four goals, uh, eight points total. Um, and he gets to add a trophy to his case as the uh, NHL All-Star Game MVP. So he's now got, what is it, All-Star? MVP? All-Star MVP, Conn Smythe, Conn Smythe, and Harden Trophy. Hart Trophy, but... Didn't he get like MVP for the Olympics too? Oh yeah, he got MVP for the Olympics. Yeah. So yeah, like he's it's like yeah. a triple MVP. He, he's he's in the categories like Shiloh and I were talking about last night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's in the category of Lemieux, Gretzky, or um, Hall, uh, Bobby Hall. Yeah, <laughs> that not is Brett. not Brett. Bobby Hall, uh, uh, Gordy Howe. <laughs> you know, he's he's in that category now. Yeah, uh, with having the multiple MVPs. Um, well, good it, for him. I heard he got booed out there in San Jose. He, him and Latang both got horribly booed because they hate the Penguins. They're still scorned. They're jealous. They're still scorned from 2016 when we rooted them. Well, I mean, or, or is it routed or I, rooted, I would say routed. 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 It's a weird yeah. word. Like, I, do you say root eight or route eight? Root eight. You say Route 8. Yeah. So, like, when I ask you, like, where's the North Park Clubhouse, and you go, like, not Route 8. You say Route 8? Yeah. See, I say Route 8. Yeah, Route But eight. we all know it's Rot. It's pronounced Rot. It's We're Rot. We're saying it wrong. Going down Route 8 on that. The Penguins rotted the Sharks in the Stanley Cup Finals. And now they're jelly. And they're mad, and they boo Latang And ruined what could be a perfect, you know, championship moment for Sidney Crosby and his Metropolitan Division teammates. It was shocking. This is why I don't watch this spectacle. So, so the Metropolitan, <laughs> the Metropolitan uh, Division, uh, of course, since we talked about last week about how this is all kind of like, they, since they fucked with the All Star Game so bad, where they had the Pacific and the uh, the Pacific and the and the Western Division mm-hmm. play each other first, then they have the Metro and the Atlantic play each other mm-hmm. in the second period. Then the winners of those two games play the third period against each other, and it's three on three and whatnot. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it it is what it is. It's the NHL's form of, and they brought back the um, the highlighted puck. Now it was more of a 
Shadow, remember when Fox had the NHL All-Star game and they had, mm-hmm. like, the glow puck, and if it went over a certain speed, it, like, shot, like, like a sun a sun cannon across? Yeah, I remember. It yeah. was, like, uh, laser tag. Yeah, so they brought back kind of, like, the glow puck, but it wasn't, it was a dull, it was a dull, like, darker color on your screen, just a little bigger. For you to like follow the puck action. Oh and man, I wish I wish I hadn't missed it. You know. So uh, so so that was a big talking to do, and it went like to the real hockey fans that were like, if you're a real hockey fan, you can follow the fucking puck. You know, we don't need this on the TV. It just distracts you from the game itself. I feel the same way. I you mean, know, I don't I don't want to be like a hard ass about it. I'm not trying to be a hard ass about it. Too, it's but been I, a long I, time since they did that, and I wasn't that into the gimmick. Right. And then there's been many years since they gave it up where I was able to watch and enjoy hockey. Right. And if you can't necessarily see the puck, you you know how to watch the play based you know how on to watch the body play language based of the, the body language. Yeah. You can tell which guy has the puck I mean, on his blade. I mean, I was at the game last night, and I and you know what? And we have pretty damn good seats. We're in Captain Morgan's seats, row N, right? Yeah. So we're, we're pretty good seats. Well. Um, and uh, there was some puck shots around there that you're like what the fuck like but being at a hockey game live is definitely different than watching on tv for sure live is so much better yeah you might not be able to follow the puck as much but again you can follow body language and follow see what's going on and whatnot and there's no glowing puck and there's the no game. glowing puck at the game no i mean they haven't figured that one out yet yeah <laughs> radioactive pucks hmm? i mean maybe might be bad for the ice yeah yeah might I mean, melt a lot faster down it could like the the areas where they pass it the most. I don't know. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you got to go see the game. Get a bobblehead. Who's, I who did. was it? Latang. So yeah, yeah. So last night, last night's game. Um, uh, Sunday night, our buddy Shiloh shoots me a text and says, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow night?" I says, uh, "Nothing. Why? What's going on?" He goes, "Want to go to the game? I got my boss's tickets." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> I know where his boss's tickets are. Captain Morgan Club, row N, crossing the Pens bench. Blue line, side where the pen shoot once. Eh. It's okay. Still the NHL. <laughs> still the NHL game. I, I wish I'd be on the side where the pen shot twice, but whatever. Um, it was still great. Uh, I got some good picks. I got some good video. I threw it up on Bold Sports on Twitter. Mm. Um, got a Crystal Tank bobblehead, which ended up probably being the best thing to happen at night, other than hanging out with Shiloh. Yeah. Because that's always a good time. Good time, good seats. Mm-hmm. Good conversation. Good beers. Yeah. Well, okay, uh, Labatt Blue, but whatever. Better than, you know... Icy Light. Icy Light. Yeah. Coors they were the light. same fucking price. Miller Light. Yeah. They are, yeah. They're all the same. Yeah, and then, you know, it's, it's just like you you pay slightly up. You got to think about the percentages, though. You know, how much of a markup is this? I'm, I'm already paying too much for a beer, so what's another, like, dollar for something good? You know? We'll talk about that markup in a minute. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they went up again. Ugh! But anyway, last night's game, it was just kind of bad overall. I mean, Malkin gave away pucks in the neutral zone like it was his job. Broussard got his pocket picked several times. Murray let in one really weak goal, which was right in front of us. Yeah. Like, I, we saw the shot, and it just kind of like a flutter puck, and it went, ting, off the pipe and in. Ugh. We're like, and Murray's like, fuck. I thought Murray, Murray must have thought it was like going wide. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just a weak goal. Um, that was that's totally on Murray right there. That goal, uh, it was the second goal of the game, or sorry, yeah, second goal of the game, second for the Devils. 
A uh, few questionable ones that uh, Murray also let in along the way. The power play wasn't so hot, though they did get a power play goal towards the end. Uh, the penalty kill let in a shorty. Um, you know, and the Devils are just like a bad team. They're like the, the bottom team right now. Yeah. In, in the division as well as in the conference. Which, you so, know, they, they started out better. It's been a jumble all year. Well, Tanner Teams Hall, are jockeying. The Penguins are rocketing to the top. Now, not is so it much. T- Tanner Hall or Taylor Hall? Taylor Hall. Taylor He didn't play. Um, he was uh, he was injured. So, I mean, he didn't play. I mean, but they're still... I mean, the Devils still are playing that fucking 2-1-2 trap. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're playing the same fucking trap that they've been playing since the 90s. Yeah. Since the Marty Brodeur days. That was nice. To see a couple Brodeur jerseys in the crowd because Marty Brodeur is a fucking hell of a goaltender and we grew up watching his ass. Yeah. I mean, he got some records against the Penguins. I think he got like the career shutout. He's the reason they added the trapezoid. Yeah, he is the reason they had the trapezoid. Exactly. Nobody, nobody else was as good at the position of goalie in terms of like skating and coming out into the corners. Mm-hmm. And it was too much of an advantage for the Devils because, you know... They play this style that forces you to try to have to dump and chase. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you could, like, chip it perfectly to the corner, but Marty, Marty Brodeur's down there. The He's, like, eight feet away from the wall. He just skates out and gets it. Yep. That's why they have the trapezoid now, you know, and you're allowed to handle behind your own net, but not so much in the corners. Correct. Um, you know, that being said, um, when the Penguins get themselves into the spot they have in the standings, like, every game needs to be a dramatic affair, even if it is against the boring-ass Devils. And if you the know, and they need they need to play like they're the fans might be like bored, but the Penguins can't play like they're bored. If the Pens would have won last night, they would have jumped two spots. Mm-hmm. They would have jumped two spots to be behind the Islanders in the Metro Division, and they straight up lost. They didn't even get a point. Yeah, they straight up lost. The Devils they didn't put on a show, but the Pens were flat. Like eight days off, first home game in three weeks, eh? All right, I'll give it to you. All right, now you're gonna go ahead and play the number one team in the fucking conference tomorrow night on National Hockey Night Rivalry Night on NBC Sports Night, eight o'clock. So we're gonna see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know. They did trade uh, yesterday afternoon before the game about three o'clock. They did trade Alexiak back to Dallas for a fourth round pick. Yeah. So basically, the Pens traded the fourth round pick for Alexiak, had him for what, a year and a half? Not even a year and a half. No, it was a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half, and then traded him back to Dallas for a fourth round pick. I mean, that seems like they got over on Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm not like an accountant or anything, but there is such a thing called depreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a year older, roughly. Yeah, um, at least in a number wise. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I see a lot of people like not so sad to see him go. I see other people questioning why you would get get rid of a defenseman when that seems to be your your, your weak spot weak spot right now. Well, Schultz is supposed to be back soon. Soon, okay. Hopefully, so Schultz Schultz coming back will be good. He's good. Le- Letang played really good last night. Yeah, Letang's still good. I mean, Letang played really good last night. He ran to he ran to point. He ran to point very well. Uh, so the one power play they had set up right on the side in the second period mm. where Shiloh and I were sitting. We watched this whole power play cycle, and they had the shots. They had five shots in this power play. 
It just didn't go in. And Latang held the line great. A mm. um, few times uh, on other power plays, the puck kept getting chipped back out. It kept getting chipped back out. Shit happens. They did score a, uh, the Devils did score a shorthanded goal, um, you know, and, and it was not pretty. You never want to see a shorthanded goal scored unless it's your team. Yeah. But uh, it, it was, again, Malkin giving out the puck in a neutral zone, which led to a shorthanded fucking goal. I, what are you going to do? Shit happens. Yeah. Uh, Malkin's off his game. I mean, you know how the, the, and I don't want to lump it in. And Steve, you're racist towards Russians. No, but the Russian players seem to be very streaky, <laughs> and it has been since they've came into the league in the mid '90s, or the early '90s, where the Russian players would be very streaky, and they go on like great runs, and then they'd have uh, a big lull of shitty games. I mean, I mean, they control the means of production, and they're used to it in that country. So yeah, they do. You know, well, they don't anymore, but they did. Yeah, when they were born, you mm-hmm. know, it was all about like you know, oh, we're laid off. Oh, we're working. Oh, we're laid off. Like, oh, we're working. Yeah, maybe maybe that's something to do with it. Um, I mean, you could argue like Ovechkin might have streaks within seasons, but like his numbers at the end of the year are pretty much where they need to be every year. So like, what what's your point? You know, um. Malkin pretty consistently gets the same amount of penalty minutes. It's just like, when? When does he take the bad penalties? He did not take a penalty last night. Well, that's good. Which was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just weird on how, how the Russian and Eastern block players, you know, are very, very streaky. And it's been that way throughout the years. I mean, you watch when the Russian Five came into Detroit. Yeah, they played a particular style of game where they all entered the zone together, they all left the zone together, and you know that was what they were brought up on and so forth. Uh, but I mean, shit, how many times do we see Yager, you know, go into slumps? Well, for... I mean, he was dying alive. You know, it's hard. It's hard to play when you're dying, but also alive, as he famously said. Right. So that's part of it, I'm sure. Give him the benefit of the doubt, you know. And he's not even Russian. No, he's yeah, Eastern Bloc. You know, when he came over, Czechoslovakia. I mean, they tried to. They tried. (laughs) You know, they tried to get out of that Eastern Bloc in like '68, which is why Yager wore that number. Yes. I mean, you know, they weren't. They weren't like fully on board with Stalin and Khrushchev. They were. They were trying. You know. You know. So this is the uh, unofficial start of the second half of the season. Yeah, the All-Star game's over. Yeah, uh, but um, game-wise, we know that the second half of the season already started. Yeah, we're well past the halfway point. It is. And, uh, I, you know, folks, this is where the Pens need to kick it into gear and get into a top three in the division. Minimum. Because you don't want to be hanging around for that wild-card spot. Uh, and that the wild-card isn't listed as divisions, it's listed conference. Right. So you need to be top three in your division to guarantee yourself a playoff spot. And that's all that is needs to be said and done with that. And uh, it was fun at the arena last night. Um, Shao and I met up at uh, our normal spot, the Marriott. Yeah. Had some $5 Labatt Blues in the lobby. You know, used the clean bathrooms with no line. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't have the $5 Labatt coolers at the Radiohead concert. 
No. <laughs> we, we went there before Radiohead, and we were like, oh, man, where's, like, the beer cooler in the lobby? Like, no. Yeah, they're like, no, nah, not at all. I got something better than Labatt, you know, and Julia got a glass of wine, and, you know. Yeah, so we're... we're it's still the same concept. It's just not as many people. Yeah, maybe. it's still the same concept, not as many people. You, you just get a bunch of people hanging out in, like, band t-shirts. Yeah, right. Instead of, you know, Ron Francis jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, we saw some good ones last night. Ah, uh, saw Darius Kasparaitis jersey. Nice. Uh, we saw the uh, we saw Zarly Zalapsky jersey. Always one of my faves. Um, there was a um, of course there was a Russian Malkin. Mm-hmm. There was a um, uh, a Crosby Canada jersey. Uh, of course, there was a Lemieux or two floating around. I wore my Malkin rookie jersey. Uh, Shiloh wore his um, Kessel. Um, which one was his? His was the Kessel uh, Winter Classic jersey. Um, saw a couple good ones floating around. There was a. Uh, I did see a uh, Stu Barnes. Stu Barnes jersey. That's so crazy, man! <laughs> These past two nights, uh, FSN Florida has been playing classic Panthers games, and they've chosen like the first two games that they won. From that '96 uh, Eastern Conference Finals, right against the Pens. So I got all—I'm all up to my eyeballs in Stu Barnes and Yarmir Yager and Lemieux and the Beezer. Past two nights, John Van with the rats. Wow! Oh yeah, throwing the rats. Is that still a thing in Florida? They still throw I, rats I on hat tricks. I don't know if they do to that volume. Wow! Like, I think sometimes people bring the rat out of retirement but it's not like every time wow i mean who has that many rats you know but but we go into the arena and we go in and and i don't know if we jinxed ourselves or not because we went in a different gate than we normally man do. what am i gonna do with you guys come on <laughs> i know we went in, we went in the upper gate instead of the lower gate um and then we, we went in and, and uh got our ticket scanned got our ice times Got to Latang Bobblehead, got in the Captain Morgan Club, went up to the bar. We're like, yeah, two of the big Labats. Girl comes over and goes, 27. Whoa. And we're like, huh? Huh? It's like, dude. 1350 for a. As like. For what? Like a tall boy? As like last, as like last season, they were 11. She goes, inflation. I'm like, two bucks? <laughs> two bucks is some inflation, man. <laughs> I'm like, you know I can go to Sheets and buy that for a dollar seventy-five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a twenty-four ounce. Yeah, so that's it's the twenty-four ounce can. It's still probably the best deal. It, it is because uh, like volume. Well, because the 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 southern tier unbelievable. The southern tier regular IPA, yeah. not the two X. The southern tier regular IPA, um, was eleven. So I, I, said, I said, before you open it, how much is the Southern Tier IPA? She goes, 11. I'm like, 16 ounces at 7% or 24 ounces at 6%. Yeah, I'll take 24 ounces at 6%. All right, whatever. But I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, so needless to say, I did not come home from this game with a buzz on. Well, <laughs> needless to say. Uh, you didn't bring enough money is why. <laughs> well, Amanda didn't let me go with enough. Well, that's probably to <laughs> her credit. <laughs> She's like, you come home drunk, I'll fucking kill you. Well, there's one way to prevent that. Just don't let him leave the house with any more than like $40. 50. Shit. 
Am I too generous? <laughs> we won't go in that total number. That was just an experiment, like a hypothetical. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting anything. <laughs> I didn't go. I didn't leave with with close to fifty. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, and of course, Charlotte and I are out in between periods in the Catholic Morgan Club, hanging out, whatnot, mm-hmm. and. You're in the Catholic Morgan Club, so you're with a little higher class of people that are just running around. And what's funny is the Catholic Morgan Club, those ticket face values were two twenty five a ticket. Mm. We had a our whole row was empty except for us. Like there's empty seats all over the place. You know why? Because they're off at the fucking club, sitting at the fucking bar, watching the game on the fucking TVs. You can do that anywhere. In any neighborhood of the city. Right. Yeah. Why? Okay, so you're going to have tickets that are $225 a piece, and you're going to go go the game, not even go into your seats and watch the game live, sit up at the bar and watch on the fucking TVs? And and it's the same thing at the Steeler games and the club level. I've been to club level for the Steeler games. There's only like two games a year that the people actually go down in the seats full time, and that's the ones that are like 70 degrees, low humidity, and comfortable. Because early in the season, the Steelers games is too hot, and they want to be inside in the club in the air conditioning. And then in the wintertime, it's too cold, they want to be inside in the heat. And they sit at the bar and watch fucking games. That's or they pathetic. watch it out the fucking windows, because they have the bar at the Steelers games. Mm. And they also have the Captain Morgan Club up on the back side. There's stools where you can mm. just sit and watch the game from the club. So why are you paying $225 per ticket? And most people have two yeah. at the club. So you're 450 a game. And you're not even sitting and in And you're seats. even sitting in your seats. What yeah. the fuck? And there's guys like me that used to have season tickets up in 208, paid $4,500 a year for them. Yeah. And it just got to the point where the guy I split them with was two, who I ran into in the Captain Morgan Club. But he comes out of the bathroom, I'm like, Sean, what's going on? He's like, Steve, what are you, I was just thinking about you the other day. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're, we bullshit for, like in between periods. Mm. And, and then Shiloh finally met Sean, who I spent my tickets with. Shiloh went to a lot of games with yeah, me right. when, whenever I had those seats. And it's, it's like, why? Like, you look up in the upper bowl at this fucking PPG paint bucket, and it's full. You look down at the lower bowl, and it's like, hmm. It's full, except in the club levels. We look across the Lexus Club, behind the benches. Eh, it's sporadic. Everybody's up in the fucking clubs. Like, what the hell? Do you have that much fucking bloody money that you just don't give a fuck? Yeah, I mean, apparently. Like, I'm always one to get my money's worth, you know? I stay at Pirate Blowouts until, like, the 14th inning. We Just lost last night six to fucking three, and I sat there until the final horn blew, yeah. and I got to see the three stars, okay? Yeah, and, like, you see, like, some of these stadiums, like, you know what they do in Dallas, where they have the party deck, and you can't, I, you can't really see the, um, you can't see the playing surface from the party deck, oh, yeah. but you can still go there and hang out. Yeah. And, like... You're still paying a hundred bucks! But it's not as much as a regular seat, but you're just paying for, like, the privilege of rubbing elbows with the people who are too rich to sit in the seats that they paid for right. and want to hang out on the party deck. Because you can have that party deck at any bar. Right. You don't have to go to the damn the, the Cowboy Stadium. Just, like, start a hashtag. Like, DFW, like, hashtag what bar to meet at and, like, go watch the game there if you're going to pay to, like, go to a bar to watch a game. I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't go to enough Pens games to... Spend any time anywhere, but well, like the Dunkin' you know, Coffee. This line. is my first one this year, um, and I went to two last year. 
the year before that, I went to like five, and the year before that, I didn't have the seasons. So I mean, 2015 was the last year I had the seasons. Yeah. The, the that I split with a guy that yeah. I split with my buddy Sean, and we had the seasons, and I went to like 15 games. He went to like 15 games, and we sold the rest. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, but it it just amazes me on like you know, there's guys like me that I'd love to go as much as I can. And the season tickets for me for the upper level behind the net would have pen shot twice. Now, if we would have switched to the other side, the price would have went down to yeah. the single attack zone. But still, like, I mean, I, I got a buddy of mine that he's in a group with like four guys, and they have like one seat, and there's four of them. And they split it. Yeah. <laughs> so they get ten games, and they then they flip a coin for who gets the odd game because there's forty one home games. Yeah. So <laughs> he has ten games for the year. And there's times that he can't go, and he's got one fucking seat, and he's like, uh... Nobody wants one seat. Who wants it? Who And he'll throw it up, like, I got one seat available, and, like, I, I've gone in his one seat before. And it's in the single attack, in the single attack zone, yeah, like, two rows from the top, in the fucking middle of the goddamn row behind the mm-hmm. net where the pen shoot once. Like, ah. you know, there's not a bad seat to watch the game. You'd rather be with the pen shoot twice, but we're not... You know, some seats are less bad than others. Yeah, some seats are less bad than others. But but visually, there's not a bad seat in that house. Um, but it just makes me mad that I, I get into a club level for a game. I get into a club level for a game pretty much every year in every stadium. But And it just pisses me off every fucking time. Well, I know. Maybe people will start to change their ways as the teams go on a, a good run. It would be great. You know, that starts with the Penguins because they're up. It's their turn. It is. It is their turn. So they need to put some butts in seats just because they came into the stadium doesn't mean, you know, you're not engaging the fans if they're just hanging out at the bar. Correct. You are correct. Well, sir, on that note, um, we're going to take our butts out of these seats for a few moments and take a short break. And in that meantime, you listen to a few things that are coming on to our friends here at Sorgatron Media Studios. That produce our podcast, as well as several other podcasts that you should like as well, like Awesome Cast, Wrestle Mayhem, and The Broadcast. We'll be back after a few moments uh, and a new beer. Uh, keep tuned. Second session coming right up. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our second uh, session here on Bold Sports, episode 67. So we talked about the pens, and we, we're okay, we're, we're good with that. And we talked about the uh, All-Star game. All right, cool. Um, so we'll talk about the other meaningless All-Star game that happened this weekend as well, which would be the NFL Pro, Go- Pro Bowl. Uh, the joke... <laughs> That normally is, uh, was played again Sunday afternoon in Orlando, Florida. Uh, first thing is, Juju with a knee contusion. Oh, no. Uh, this is all news to me. I knew nothing about the game except that the AFC won. And as a matter of fact, I was, uh, I was sitting at the bar Sunday night, and I had only seen, like, the graphic on the late local news that showed the score, but I, I didn't know any details about it. And would you believe somebody, like, walked in to buy a six-pack... And like said, this this woman was like very loudly was like, "Hey, does anybody know who won the Pro Bowl?" 
like while she was getting her to go beer and i was sitting like two stools down so i was like why the afc won the pro bowl man but i didn't know anything else about it at all yeah. but I, I just i've never been to the point of like walking into a public place and just shouting for a stranger to fill me in on pro bowl news so so uh juju did have a knee contusion he played um i'll get into what else he played but he had one reception for 16 yards on that one reception for 16 yards he went down and had a knee contusion was twisted he did not return to the game um and what the knee contusion means is after listening to Bob Pompiani and all the other sports guys, it's a big bruise and he's sore. Mm. There's no torn ligaments, this, that, the other thing, whatever. Um, he probably will have it scoped. Oh man. Scoping your knee is way better than surgery. They're just going to yeah. take a look at everything. Um, if you talk to the average NFL football player, okay, I won't say average. I'm going to go with Mark Schlereth. Yeah. Who had his knees scoped 22 times. Yeah. Just to make sure that shit wasn't wrong. Yeah, but he played <laughs> offensive line, so he's not cutting. Yeah, right? You know, you could probably, you know, handle a few more scopings with your, you know, <laughs> pass blocking and run blocking. and 22 not, not times, though? Cuts. They're just, just to make sure shit's good. Like, yeah, it's throw, throw a cam- cut a hole in the side of my leg, throw a camera in there, look at it. All right, you're good. All right, cool. I mean, if you want to know where you stand, there's no better way. Yeah, I mean, true. I mean, there is that. Um, you know, you can get your sewer camera done for like 120 some dollars if you call. Totally, uh, yeah, yeah, totally call police. Call police, right? <laughs> They'll scope your sewer. Uh, but no. So um, let's see. And then you had James Conner had six carries, 11 yards on the ground, three receptions for 34 yards in the air. Um, no issues with him, health-wise, this, that, the other thing. Good. Good. Uh, but here's what's funny, the thing about the, the, the stupid-ass fucking Pro Bowl. Uh, stupid Pro Bowl. You have wide receivers were playing defensive backs positions. Defensive backs were playing wide receiver positions. Awesome. Wide receivers were playing quarterback positions. Running backs were all over the fucking board. Um... Alvin Kamara was playing defensive back for a few plays. Juju played defensive back the first series because the AFC didn't get the kickoff. He played defensive back the first series against, um, shit, who was the NFC receiver he played? Oh, he played defensive back against Adam Thielen. Huh. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, Kamara was... That's fun for them, I guess. Yeah, Kamara was playing defensive back against, um, Jarvis Landry. It's kind of a gimmick, right? Yeah. I I mean... Was this, like, an official gimmick, or did the coach just decide, like, I'm going rogue? No, they were... Both sides were doing it. So, but was this... Did they advertise it as such? No. No. So, if you're just like, hmm, I wonder what's happening on the Pro Bowl, and you, like, turn it on, and, like... Are and they explaining it? Like, like, hey, by the way, like... This I is mean, a... Jason Witten, at one point, didn't even know what he was doing. Well, I mean, I've heard that before this year. <laughs> Understood. But Jason Witten's announcing the game, and um, it was uh, uh, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mahomes, it's this Mahomes touchdown pass uh, to Eric Ebron, just like he's done all year. Nope. Wait a minute. 
It's hard to do. Previously, Andrew Luck was in the game uh-huh. as quarterback. Yeah. But Ebron was still in the game and Andrew Luck was out. Okay. So, um, understandable mistake, but Witten, come on. You're, you're, I know you're a first-year guy and you're first time doing a Pro Bowl. He's been to Pro Bowl himself several times, so he should know how this so he knows how it's mockery the, goes. Exactly. Mockery is a good word. You know, and whatnot. And so, I mean, there was uh, Jeff's... Okay, here's how the Pro Bowl went. Okay, think about a few years ago when... Peyton Manning was quarterback for the Colts. Oh, yeah. All right. And Jeff Saturday left after his contract was up. The Colts didn't re-sign him, and he's like, I still want to play. He went to the Green Bay Packers for one year. He ended up retiring as a Colt and will always be a Colt. But he went to the Packers and played one more year. He made the Pro Bowl that year. So what did he do? He still had his Packers helmet on and whatnot and went and played center for Peyton Manning one more time in the Pro Bowl. In the Pro Bowl. So he flips sides for one play. It's, it's a mockery of the game. It's honestly. an exhibition. It's like a... I'd rather watch Rock and Jock. <laughs> Rock and Jock. Yeah, right? I'd rather watch like Jimmy Kimmel play football So this whole than the, watch a bunch of players who are trying not to get so, hurt. So this whole, this whole Pro Bowl bullshit has come down to even Boomer Esiason. The other day on the radio, I heard him say, he goes, you know what? Move it back to Hawaii, cancel the fucking game, make it a big skills competition, and call it a day. Yeah. Because you got players, key players, that get hurt. Uh, and then, you know, did you watch You didn't they watch it. They should just do Apprentice you didn't, with you, football you, players. You didn't watch it. Whenever they sacked the quarterback, yeah. they touched him. They didn't even take him down. They like got up like Cam Hayward got one and a half sacks. He put his hand on the quarterback and like grabbed the jersey. Whistle blown. Nobody went down. I mean, it, it it's like, you know, it it happens. Well, I was at a nice Italian restaurant not watching the game. What we, Italian restaurant were you at? Roman Bistro in Forest Hills. Oh, fuck you. We I usually go out for my brother's birthday the same weekend as the Pro Bowl. And I'm like some saying, some years there's a TV nearby, some years uh, there ain't. I'm glad you were out there for was your brother's no birthday. I'm glad you had a good time. And I missed the uh, NHL game because I, I was I, driving I, home from Ohio. I just wish you would have packed, picked a better restaurant. Well, you saying. know, I didn't pick the restaurant. It wasn't my birthday. Heard. We need to talk to your brother then, because that. You know what it is like. It's <laughs> my parents live over that way. You know. I understand. I mean, come on. I mean, okay. So, you want to talk about restaurant picking? Last Friday, it was a slow, going to be a slow night at work. I get a phone call at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. and said, hey, we're closing the floor. You're supposed to be on. You're not coming in. I mean, I'm like, all right, okay. Take the night off. Alrighty. Come to find out the pizza shop that Amanda and I grew up with. Okay. After 42 years is closing, so the 40 years of my life that I've known this pizza shop and I've gone to that was like high school date night, Friday night football pizza night, mm. stuff like that, is closing. And they announced it on Facebook at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, folks, this is going to be our last weekend in existence. Wow. At Sunday at 6 o'clock, we're closing our doors. Thankfully, I got called off Friday night. Because it was the only night that Amanda and I could go. Yeah. 
first thing before I heard that close, I called my dad. My dad's like, I didn't hear shit. Talk to your mom. Okay, so I called my mom. I was like, yeah, I saw it a little bit ago. I'm like, okay. So I called the pizza shop itself. I'm like, are you guys really closing Sunday at 6? They're like, yes, we are. I'm like, sup a bitch. See you in a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, go, we, 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 we drive. Manny gets home late. We drive out to Bellevue. Sit there and we wait two hours for a pizza. Wow. Yeah. Popular spot. Well, especially since they announced that we're closing. Yeah, exactly. for, yeah I can imagine. You know, you know, forever. Uh, and apparently it was like that all weekend. We, My, my parents uh, went to dinner before we got there. And then when they got there, it started, they got to like the last, second to last table. And then it started filling up and there was a line and a line and a line. My dad's like, we got here like 6.40 and we just got our food and we're finishing up. And we're eating. Where are you guys at? We're like leaving the house. He's like, okay. My dad texts me. He goes, hey. He goes, how far out are you guys? Because we'll just sit here and hold this table till you get here. Yeah. I'm like, at the Rocks Bridge. See you in five minutes. He's like, cool. <laughs> and then we got in and ordered. My mom and dad left. And they went up to the server and said, hey, my kid just took our table. So, oh, wow. So, go get their order. <laughs> They're probably just getting a pizza. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, well, Sorry to see it go. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a Bellevue guy, so I've yeah. never had it. But, yeah. And you know, spots never like that are important. It. it is. It's sad. Yeah. Um, and then come to find out today, I saw on Facebook, another institution is closing. The Army-Navy store on Liberty Avenue. Get out. Fuck yeah. I just saw that today. So guess where we're going to get discount Doc Martens and discount knives? Cause I <laughs> Same as bo- it ever was. Because I need both. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Are you starting like an oi band? <laughs> no, I'm not. I can play bass and guitar yeah. and drums. But I like Doc Martens because they're comfortable okay. and fashionable, and I like knives because they're sharp. Uh, but so, yeah, after all in all, the Pro Bowl fucking sucked ass, as it usually does. The AFC did win. The team did get to split a million dollars amongst themselves that made the team. Well, that's good. So while the Pro Bowl was it's on, it's like a pittance to them, you know. Yeah. So while the Pro Bowl, while the Pro Bowl was on, I was flipping between that and the final round of the PGA Tour Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, uh, that went on last weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Justin Rose was your winner, minus twenty one total for the tournament. Tiger's first tournament back uh, this season. He did finish twentieth place, minus ten. Uh, you know, this week the PGA Tour does head to TPC Scottsdale Stadium course for the Phoenix Open, formerly the Waste Management Open. Um, it's going to be loud. That's the stadium course. That's that whole 16. Everybody screams. They throw beer. They get loud. They get obnoxious. So it's a bunch of yahoos making a mockery. Of right. The gentlemanly um, game. But of no, ball. no. This is the course that everybody, like even the players, like walk up to the tees because the tees are like completely. Uh, surrounded and the greens are surrounded with with, with the stadium seating. Yeah, uh, on all the holes, and and the players walk up and start the whole like let's get loud going on and and so forth. Uh, the par fives I think are the most boring holes on that on that course. Um, the fours are moderate, but the threes are for sure. The, if you look at sixteen, all of sixteen is encompassed. Yeah, in in stadium seating. God, that would um, be stressful. Right, trying to hit, trying to hit it to the ground. Uh, Nineteen ninety-seven, Tiger Woods is hole in one. Yeah. Like, that's probably the, and they, everybody that they when they talk about that course, it goes back to 
1997, Tiger Woods' hole one. That was like the loudest it's ever been. And that was before the whole, the whole hole was encompassed in stadium seating where it was like, yeah. But it's a ridiculous time. Now, now you and I talked last week, like, you know, PGA's, you know, going up with a, a, a bigger tournament up against the Super Bowl this Sunday. So the final round uh, will probably end about the same time Super Bowl kicks off. I just so I, I, I just can't believe that they chose to go against the Super Bowl for for a meaningful tournament. Yeah, like next week is the um, Pebble Beach Pro Am. Yeah, why won't you put the Pebble Beach Pro Am this week, and then maybe the Phoenix Open next week? Maybe they figure Pebble Beach is more popular with like the old timers. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's a public course that like rich guys who buy all the investment vehicles Dude, you, that they you and I can go play golf. Pebble Beach all we want. Well, hundred bucks around. Yeah, but like that's <laughs> that's pocket change to these guys who are like, you know, buying all the mutual funds that they advertise during golf events. Oh yeah. So that's like their demo, you know, is the Pebble Beach guy. Not yeah. not so much the guy who just wants to watch people throw beers at golfers. Well, which I didn't even know I am one, but apparently I am. <laughs> what a, a, a mutual fund guy or a, a guy that throws beer at golfers well, or a golfer? I'm both a little bit, but I just didn't find out about the beer at golfers thing until just now. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they they get they get pretty rowdy. Like I'll pull up some video later. We'll, we'll have to watch it, but yeah, it gets it gets kind of crazy down there. Rowdy at the golf. But this is the only tournament of the year that it's encouraged. Yeah. Because we've talked last year during the golf tournaments where, like, the pro golfers were up and they're getting razzed by players in the, you know, or by fans in this, in the, uh, on the lines and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, going to security, get them out of here. Yeah. And, they, and, and players have, like, had security eject people out. And it's like, what? But this is the tournament that everybody's like, let's get it in. You know, and and they'll scream like "fuck you, Tiger," and and they'll scream like "fuck you, Phil," and whatever else. And they and they get loud and they get cheery. And if you if you get in the sand on on uh, sixteen, shit, they're gonna boo the hell out of you. If you don't make it on the green in sixteen, they're gonna boo the hell out of you. You get a hole in one, the whole place is gonna go crazy. And that's where the beers go flying. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a great tournament uh, to watch. Uh, the players really like to win that tournament. It's just one of those, you know, fun times. Yeah. But the Super Bowl is Sunday. The Super Bowl is Sunday. I can't stress this enough. Yeah, so you and I know what we're concentrating on, uh, which is Super Bowl Sunday uh, and so forth. Uh, If you followed uh, anything, what's going on with Major League Baseball uh, in the last week since we talked? Oh, um, have I? Yeah, that's right. No, I mean... No, no big signings yet. You know, Harper's still out there. Machado's still out there. I mean, Reds, Reds haven't grabbed anybody else since Sonny Gray that I heard of. So, I think I'm caught up on why the Pirates are finishing fourth or fifth <laughs> this year. Um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say, really? They had I, Pirates Fest at PNC Park. Did you hear anything good or bad about that? No, I just think it's funny they had it at PNC Park because they probably were, like, you know, too stingy to rent the convention center. Again? Because they haven't been at the convention center for two years now. Yeah. I, I was saying they should just have it at Seven Springs. 
<laughs> you should just have it at the Bob Goggle. Dunning get you coming and going. Just just get it at the have it at the Foggy Goggle uh, next year. Well, uh, highlights on the MLB uh, trades and signings: uh, Neil Walker, Pittsburgh kid, former Pirate, uh, signed to the Marlins. Uh, oh, Jordy Mercer, uh, former Pirate, signed with the Tigers. All right. Uh, so here's some here's some fun little things. You have. Uh, Patrick Corbin, starting pitcher, Arizona to Washington Nationals, signed six years, $140 million. Uh, Nathan uh, Avoldi, starting pitcher from Boston um, to Boston. They re-signed him. Yeah, that's important. He was big for them. Yeah, yeah, $68 million, uh, four years. A.J. Pollock, uh, center field, Arizona to the Dodgers, $60 million, uh, six years. Kutch um, f- from the Yankees last because that was the last team he played with. Uh, unrestricted free agent to Philly, three years, fifty million. Cutch, three years, fifty million. How do you feel about that? Being back to the Pirates, after his rookie deal came up, that they go ahead and sign him to a long-term six-year deal for fifty-five million. He's gonna do three years with the Phils for fifty. That's why he's not a pirate anymore. Uh, I don't know. That it's not why he's a pirate anymore. Um, I think he would have stayed a pirate and taken a hometown discount. That's uh, quite the discount. That, but yeah, seriously, like he's getting three years, fifty million with the Phils. Mm. That's total. I'm not saying he's going to get all fifty million. That that probably includes his incentives and so forth. But the Pirates signed to a six-year deal as a franchise player for like fifty-five million. Like, what are you thinking? Um, uh, Zach Britton, right-hand pitcher, Yankees re-signed him for $39 million for three years. J.A. Happ, uh, Yankees re-signed him for $34 million for two years. Uh, let's scroll down the list here. Uh, former Pirate, Charlie Morton, Houston to Tampa Bay. Okay. So Tampa Bay has the lower total payroll than the Pirates. Okay, but they have Charlie Morton. How long do you think and how much? Six years, $120 million. Two years, $30 million. Okay, that was way off. Charlie Morton is just under half of their total payroll for one year. To take the ball once every five days. Exactly. Not even, not even play the other four. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I guess He's I getting $15 million a year. The, the fucking... Tampa Bay raises payroll for the season is like $52 million. Well, I'm not saying the Pirates <laughs> should have brought Charlie Morton back. Like, no, not at all. They just should have tried to keep him. You know. Uh, Joe Kelly uh, goes from Boston to the Dodgers for $25 million for three years. That's a big name there. Daniel Murphy, Chicago to Colorado, two years, $24 million. Um, Jed Lowry, uh, Oakland to the Mets for $20 million, two years. Um, Nelson Cruz, Seattle to Minnesota, uh, one year, fourteen three. Like, all right, he was a big name a couple years ago. Uh, I mean, Minnesota is a team that was like nothing really last year. Yeah, and he's um, go from Seattle, which was kind of a nothing team last Seattle year. Seattle was good at the beginning. At the beginning, uh, they had, yeah, they had Cano get suspended. Um, yeah, Robinson Cano suspended was hurtful. Um, they they still were, you know, a wild card topic for much of August at least. Jordy Mercer uh, to Detroit five. It's like good, good for you, Jordy Mercer. 
five and a quarter million one year to Detroit. Hey, there you go. I, I I'm just looking at the payroll chart compared to where they actually are going and so forth. Um, there's another one in here that kind of shocked me for a minute. You get down into the um, to the one year deals and it goes from like the five million to like the one million real quick. Mm. Uh, yeah, Neil Walker. Uh, we said that he's going to the Miami one year deal, two million. Mm. Jordy Mercer though, one year, five five and a quarter, one year to Detroit. Good for him. That's that's unfortunately it's probably gonna be his biggest payday. He didn't make five million a year in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he, and he was here for how long? I mean, yeah. you know, it, I mean, he was more along like a like a one point two or two million dollar a year guy. So he's gonna get one year five point two. That's his payday. He he's still young. He's thirty two years we old. We could have given him that payday and had a shortstop, and now we don't have a shortstop. Yeah, and now you're getting into the to the guys that they've signed for like one million dollar, uh, one million dollar minor league contract. Mm-hmm. Like you're invited to spring training. We're gonna give you a million dollars. Invite you to spring training, and if you don't make the big club, we're gonna send you to minors, uh, and we're gonna pay a million dollars to do so. And then you get into the guys that are in the hundreds of thousand dollar range for the same like deal. Uh, but no, uh, baseball's coming up. Pitchers and catchers report in what four weeks? Not even four weeks. February first is Friday. It's, I mean, it's so <laughs> it's brutal. It's going to be a cold week, but like spring really is right around the corner. Yeah. Um, in addition to baseball, like I saw, I saw a graphic for the start of MLS is coming up, and we we talked about the Riverhound schedule a couple weeks ago. Well, the so. Riverhound schedule, we talked about the regular season games. I didn't realize that they have a bunch of preseason games. It's starting like, in February. I guess like Point Park. Yeah. Robert Morris, um, yeah. Wesleyan. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Those those games start the end of February, mm-hmm. mid February, where they're playing like they're playing like Robert Morris, like the Island Dome and some shit. Yeah. You know, you know. Uh, so yeah, that that's all coming around the corner. And Spring you with the soccer a... over there. I mean, you, your European leagues. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just getting really good right now. There were there were a half dozen games today that were monumentally important in terms of the standings and. Now I got I got to watch two games tomorrow, so got a little double header scheduled for myself. It keeps you warm. It keeps you from having to go outside and you know. But yeah, like looking forward to baseball is always a good thing. Even if even if the Pirates are gonna suck, it's just good to have baseball. So awesome, we'll do that. All right, folks, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now. Uh, after our second segment, we got some things going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios and Beat You. With all the different podcasts they have going on. But you know what's the best part about Beachview? Other than Sorgatron Media Studios? Is it Slice on Broadway? It is Slice on Broadway. They make the perfect pepperoni pie at the original location there on Broadway. Carnegie, PNC Park, and the east end of Pittsburgh. Uh, also, listening to Sorgatron on Awesomecast, they're all like set up like on a full website. And like Grubhub and like Uber Eats and shit. Oh, yeah. So there's no reason you can't get a slice pie anywhere in the city. Yeah. You so, don't even you don't even have to pick up the phone and talk to somebody if you're yeah if you're like you know socially disinclined to speak to strangers on the phone like a lot of people just text nowadays right? yeah exactly you can basically text your order into the Grubhub machine totally do that yeah Grubhub. Well, go ahead and get your right. perfect pepperoni pie from Slice on Broadway at any of your four locations in around Pittsburgh all right folks we'll be back in just a few moments and we're gonna discuss some college basketball and then we're gonna get some Super Bowl good stuff. Uh, Take it easy, get a new beer. We'll be back.
Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our third segment here at Bold Sports, episode 67. Matt, did you get to watch any of the pick game tonight at all? Didn't. You did not? Did not get to see it. Why not? I don't know. It's, I didn't even look, it's really. A, it's also probably called a work thing, right? I don't know. I just wasn't really worried about it. Just... That's delicious. Sorry, Amanda just handed me a beer to try. Uh, I'm like, sitting over here, I'm like, I'm trying to record. She's like, try this beer. I'm like, okay, twist my arm. Um, but no, uh, so I, honestly, I could have watched the pick game tonight because mm. uh, I'm home. And I'm sitting there and my phone goes off, says pick game cool. started. I'm like, all right, cool. And then all of a sudden, I'm like getting into stupid Facebook videos of like yeah. watching people do stupid shit. And then I get the text that said, Pitt's down 25 points at the half. I'm like, huh. Glad I didn't click on the ESPN Plus that we pay $5 yeah. a month for. Sometimes uh, it's blacked it's out on there anyway. I know, right? I, I didn't. Mean, I haven't really figured out how the blackout policy even works. Oh, um, shit. I grabbed the wrong day. But there was, like, very little, like, on that app that I could see tonight. Um, a, lot of, a lot of, like, NFL Super Bowl hype. Like, there's enough Super Bowl hype on live cable. Why would I watch it on demand? Exactly. I mean, and, and who knows what's going on. Um, but, yeah, uh, the pit, pit basketball, their ACC play has not been that great. They did lose to Syracuse. They lost to Duke at home, which we talked about last week. Um, and Duke being at home, uh, Jay-Z was in the house and so forth. And yeah. I saw the funny meme that was on Twitter that was like, um, Jamie Dixon... 13 seasons, zero Jay-Z appearances. Jeff Capel, half a season, one Jay-Z appearance. Um, I think this is good things to come. Like, I mean... Now, Jay-Z wasn't there to watch Pitt! Yeah, and that's not how you win anyway. <laughs> it's not like who had the most Jay-Z appearances. That no, doesn't get you in off the bubble. I mean, that's just like... Thank you, baby, for the proper beer. That's just yesterday's news, basically. Yes. Um, but then Pitt went ahead and lost to Louisville... Uh, which Louisville is uh, a, a ranked team in the nation there. Yeah, convincingly uh, beaten. Yeah, convincingly beaten against Louisville. Then tonight, uh, pick, uh, played at Clemson. Uh, the final score, actually, was... Um, I have that here. Um, uh, 82-69 to 69 was the final but at one point, Clemson was up 30 points on yeah. Pitt. So, I mean, to come back and to lose by 13 after being down 30 at one point, yeah, I guess shows some fight in the team. I guess that's important to see. That's important to see. It shows some you fight know. in the team. The half the halftime score is 51-23. That's so, yeah. I mean, I mean what, what are you doing there? Um uh, Virginia tonight, uh, they escape an upset over top of NC State. Virginia is number three in the country, by the way, if you didn't know that. Uh, and NC State's number 23. NC State beat Pitt. Pitt was up that whole game when they played NC State. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost in the final three minutes, mm -hmm. which seems to be the window for basketball, whether it be 
NCAA or NBA. The the last three minutes of the game, unless you have a considerable lead, that's like a five to ten point window. A lot of teams lose in that five to ten point window. Yeah. There. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Pitt, you know what? I, I don't see him going to the tournament this year unless they step it up in the ACC yeah. or they do well in the ACC tournament. Obviously, they're going to make the ACC tournament because every ACC team does. Every team makes their conference tournament, and it's a one and done. Well, they're making, you know, r- making a run needs to happen now. Yeah, making a run yeah, needs to start now. And, and they do get to play some weaker teams. They do get to play the Wake Forest. They get to, they do get to play the uh, um, uh, Georgia Tech. They do get to play Virginia Tech and so forth. So they do get to play some weaker teams, but... We'll see what happens. Uh, how about WVU, man? Bobby Huggins is probably just one to cut himself in the face right now. Uh, they're just having a bad season overall. Did they um, lose to Tennessee? Uh, that's this week coming up. Oh, they, that's, coming that, up. that's tomorrow night's Tennessee for them. Okay. Um, or sorry, no, sorry. Tomorrow night is Iowa State. They lost the last two games, which was Tennessee and. That was Saturday? Yeah, that was Saturday. And mm-hmm. Baylor, before that, uh, they had two bad losses in a row. And now they go to Iowa State, which is number 20 in the country. Um, it, it, it's a bad year for the Mountaineers. It's a bad year for Pitt. It happens. It's college yeah. basketball. Uh, how about the, 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 the boys at Duquesne, man? Um, um, Duquesne, uh, they had a bad loss to VCU. Other than that, they're staying as strong in the A-10. They're around fourth position. Yeah. Um, it's another big game coming up against Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island's a big game. Uh, George Mason mm. actually runs that league right now. Uh, is number one in, in, in the uh, A-10. So, you know, Duquesne could be... it, And with the smaller conferences, like the A-10... And Bobby Moe's, what's their conference? The Northeastern. You know, in order to get to the dance as an at-large bit, in order to get to the dance, you got to win your conference. And like Bobby Moe, anybody from the Northeast Conference is going in at a 15 seed at the most. Mm. The A-10, there's been some good teams. The VCU, recent years, Mm -hmm. has been a, a, a six seed into... Uh, you know the '64 tournament. Uh, you know, or are they been a 12 seed and so mm-hmm. forth? Shaka Smart wasn't he the head coach uh, there at VCU before yeah, he went before to the he pros? Went to Texas? No, he's he's a he went pro first, then he went to Texas. Where did he go pro? Uh, Miami. No, Spolster's been there forever. He's successful though. They haven't changed coaches since like Dwayne. He Wade. went he went pro somewhere, and then he went back to college. Or, I don't think so. No, it was the George Mason kid. Yeah, Larinaga. Yeah, he went pro. Then he went, went to back Miami. To, then went back to college. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, the, yeah it, it is what it is. Um, you're coming down to that. Uh, Robert Morris is still leading the Northeast Division. Okay. Or the Northeast Conference. So, those guys are setting themselves up uh, for things. But then they still have their conference playoff. Anything can happen, and that's college basketball. Um it's unfortunate that that Pitt's not performing better, mm-hmm. but they are performing a hundred times better this year than they did 
last year mm. and the year before uh, under Stallings. Stallings, I, I don't know that he was a mercy hire or we just needed a coach. We needed a coach. I think I think they thought he'd be like a caretaker, you know, that he would be decent enough. That that he did okay with like not having the best recruits always at Vanderbilt, and you know was able to be like five hundred. Right. I think that's all they wanted, and they didn't get even close to that. They couldn't even get mediocre, and that was uh, you know, it's two years that they'd rather not talk about. It's definitely better what they have now. Well, yeah, and then they have Capel, who, you know, is a Duke alum. He's a Coach K pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they talked about that with, they said, how was it, you know, coaching against your, you know, your alma mater? How was it coaching against your your protege? Or, sorry, not he was the protege, mm-hmm. coaching against your, your disciple. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like... It was what it was. I mean, mm. I'm a coach, and you know, I got coach against guys like that all the time. Yeah. And Coach K was like, you know, he's, he's a great guy to have here on the staff, you know, and so forth. And you know, it, it's a happy and sad day. I'm happy for me as a head coach. It's sad that that one of us had to win, and you know, I'm sad that he lost. But you know, it's college basketball, and that's how it's going to be. And that's mm. you know, Coach K looks at it that way. Um, and, and Jeff Capel was a big guy in in recruiting Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. to Duke. So there was that. And you got Duke's got that's why Jay-Z was in town because Duke's got the top 3 recruits in the country yeah. that are going to go pro either 1, 2 and 3 or in the top 5 total. So and they need an agent. Mhm. They could sign with Jay-Z's agency. Definitely. That's why it's, you know, that's why he's there. So um what do you got uh, anything for college basketball you got? Anything on the lady side? Anything like that? No, not really. I haven't really looked at the lady side, honestly. Yeah, I, I, it's. I'm still trying to figure out what's blacked out and what's not, and why. <laughs> I don't understand how this ACC network is is arranged. Well, it's not like I can go to Raleigh to like buy a ticket. Like, why would you black it out? You know. True. Anyway, um, that's, that's yeah. They, 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 I don't know why they block out the local market. Some some dumb shit, but yeah, they do, and they do it. I mean, I have cable. It's... I mean, so do I. You know, I, I don't I'm, have the. I'm given I, as much money as they'll let me. I, I don't have the expanded, like cable for everything that I want to have. I have a lot of sports channels. You'd think they would be able to sneak it on there somewhere. And we're getting an ACC network in the fall. Well, yeah, and, but it's sponsored by ESPN, so yeah. it's going to be an ESPN ACC. And net. it's going to cost extra. It's going to. So I'm going to have to expand my cable package here. And and we've talked about this in the past because well, like, I have the SEC network. So. Yeah. Uh, I may or may not. I'm not sure. I know I, here nor there. I have to look at. I need to redo my cable bundle here yeah. in a minute. I'm telling you that for sure. After the Super Bowl is a good time to sit down and figure that know, out. Figure out. What also, after Super Bowl, by the way, in the event you want a nice TV, mm. after the Super Bowl is a time to go buy one. Because you know what? There's a lot of people who go out there and they'll go buy a fucking 65 inch Samsung mm. 4K TV, and they'll go to Best Buy and buy it. And they'll go ahead and take it back like the day after. Well, I don't want a because TV like that. I don't want some somebody's like partied out, cracked out TV. Well, it's only been used for one day, man. Yeah, but it's like one of the worst days. Eh, I don't think they're gonna like 
You might have Tom Brady celebrating a Super Bowl victory, like, burned into the screen. Okay, here's my deal. The only way Tom Brady, the only way I can be okay with the New England Patriots winning a sixth Super Bowl is if their score ends in an eight and the Rams score ends in a five with the Patriots winning. You got your numbers. I got my numbers for a big pull. That's like I'll be happy for that's you. Like, that's like that's mm, like ten grand coming to me. So there's also a way that the Patriots can lose, and you can still hit your numbers. Though. Right, so it'd be thirty-five twenty-eight. Let's let's Rams. focus on that. I'm gonna focus on that. You are correct, but in the meantime, Super Bowl stuff, man. I mean, uh, we're gonna have our live Super Bowl podcast this Sunday, February third, Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, ten thirty a.m. to twelve p.m. That will be on the air. We'll be at the studio a little earlier. Hanging out and relaxing. We got the folks from Fury Brewing coming on to talk football, talk Super Bowl, talk Pittsburgh sports, talk beer. Um, and if you could join us, it's awesome. Uh, please let us know because we have limited space available in the studio. I'll be there. Uh, I know you'll be there. You have space I'll for be me, there. Right? I have space for you. You're on the couch, man. All right. Uh, so we have that going on. And then there's some other Super Bowl stuff. So, like, here's some fun Super Bowl stuff going on. You ready? Mm-hmm. Lowest ticket price online currently is $2,750. Wow. And $2,750 is $2,750. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured. So, Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, is the lowest price stadium in the NFL for concessions. And they're not upping their prices for Super Bowl. Well, that's good. $2 hot dogs. $2 regular sodas with a refillable cup. It's Coke, right? Gotta have Coke in Atlanta. Yeah, it's Atlanta. Right? It's Coke. Okay. Um, $3 nachos. $5 16-ounce beers. The ultimate, ultimate one that everybody fears, what's the chicken tender basket cost? Six dollars, very reasonable. At Mercedes Benz, that's very reasonable. I can tell you right now, you go to Heinz Field, a hot dog's five, a soda, a refillable soda is eight, a nachos is seven, a beer for a sixteen ounce Yingling is nine, um, the chicken tender basket is twelve. That's a Heinz Field. Now Atlanta. This is their regular season prices, and they're not upping it at all. Good for them. Uh, yes. If good. you can afford, you know, twenty-seven fifty for a Super Bowl ticket, you know, you get good value once you're inside. Yes. Uh, here's some other little fun, stupid stats. Hotels uh, in Atlanta and surrounding an hour driving distance to Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, are the minimum they found are five hundred a night. Man. Flights to Atlanta from L.A. or New England areas. Round trip tickets are $800 at the minimum. Man. Um, you think they'd have more flights to like the Super Bowl out of New England by now? now they'd just be able to plan ahead for that. Right, year. yeah. I mean, they start that shit in like April, right? Um, now, if you fly from Chicago, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Orlando, or NYC, a round trip ticket would be $175. Okay. So they're capitalizing on the host cities, yeah, you know, on the cities that are in there. So you, fl- LAX, you want to go to you, you want to go to Atlanta for the Super Bowl, 
$800. Yeah. But if you drive to Las Vegas four hours and fly to Vegas and go down to Atlanta, it's like 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's a money, it, it, it's a money pit. It, it's a venue set up and they're going to get you coming both ways. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, it's like where I work. <laughs> well, I mean, not quite. The, I mean, Roger Goodell makes a lot of money. He makes $40 million a year. And that's how they're paying him. All this. All this that you just said. You know, because the teams are able to make money. The league's able to make money. The TV partners are willing to pay for the broadcast rights because people want it. And people will watch it. Now, now here's a little fun article I found. Uh, that's out of... Uh, uh, on Cleveland, Cleveland.com. Mm. Um, it's the 53 facts you need to know about Super Bowl 53. Um, so obviously the first fact is that uh, New England Patriots um, are facing the Rams mm. in the Super Bowl uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, how they got there, Patriots beat the Chiefs, Rams beat New Orleans. Uh, and then you get into... New England's favored by two and a half. Uh, the Rams tied the New Orleans with having the best record in the NFL. The over-under uh, the over under right now is currently uh, at 58 for the Super Bowl. Uh, in the booth, Jim Nance, play-by-play, -play, Tony Romo analyst with Tracy uh, Wolfson and Evan Washburn on Sideline Reporter. Great. Good crew. That is... Dude, I love listening to Tony Romo on games right now. Eh, I'm I'm still waiting to be won over by him. He's okay. He won me over like last year. Seriously, um, entertainment this year. The halftimes: Maroon Five, Travis Scott, Big Boy are all performing. Um, let's see here. Oh, here here's something funny. So the Super Bowl was predominantly halftime show was done by marching bands mm -hmm. ma mainly colleges until what year and what pop band was the first one to ask to play the halftime show and which turned the halftime show into a musical theatrical was it up with people no no so the year was 1991 no the year was 1991 which is also the Whitney Houston. That was the, the anthem. That was a great anthem. Yeah, yeah. Who's the halftime show? Was it Michael Jackson? New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block. Wow. Yeah. That's what started the whole uh, halftime theatrical performance. And also, if you did not know, that the halftime performers are unpaid, by the way. Um, tickets. Um... Almost two weeks before the game, uh, one online seller was selling an average of $4,863 per seat. That's down $1,000 uh, from last year this time. Hmm. Now, I just said the uh, you can get a ticket for you know, uh, $2,750, but hmm. that also I did see that that ticket was for like the last row in the end zone seat of the stadium. But the average ticket is call it five grand at that point national anthem gladys knight is singing the national anthem this year the over under on that is one minute and 47 seconds that's a prop bet there for you 
Uh, coin toss. Here's a fun thing. Uh, the pregame coin toss has landed on tails 27 times and heads 25 times. New England. Heads is due. New England. Well, it's been heads the last three years. Um, it tails just says is due. New England. Uh, it says it's been heads the last three years. New England is three and seven in tosses. Super Bowl winners have won the toss 24 or 52 times. Something to think about if you're playing that prop bet. Yeah. Um, so you get out your wallets, StubHub, eBay listings for pairs of tickets. Um, blah, blah, blah. That's like the high-end tickets right there. Uh, adding it up, the uh, variety says 30-second commercial spots going for $5.1 million to $5.3 million. Uh, 170,000 to 176,000 per second. To put in perspective, it takes 1.3 seconds to say Cleveland rocks. Amazing, uh, amazing to think that? the first Super Bowl uh, brought in $40,000 per 30 seconds of ad time for the first Super Bowl. Wow. Uh, big viewership, uh, 103.4 million viewers. Um, down. Down from the previous year, when it had an average of viewership of uh, 111.3 million people, lots of uh, lots of angles. CBS is planning to use 115 cameras this year. Uh, NBC had 106 cameras at the game last year. Yeah, 2004. Uh, the Patriots were in the Super Bowl, and that was against the Eagles. Uh, 2004, that was that Super Bowl oh, was in Jacksonville. Justin Timberlake performed with Janet Jackson for the uh, wardrobe malfunction. That was against the Panthers, that game. I'm certain of it. Eagles. All right, whatever. I'll bet you on that right now. I'll bet you a beer on that right now. Um We'll Google that after this podcast. Yeah. But I'll bet you a beer. 2004 was Patriots, Eagles, in Jacksonville. Guaranteed. I'm not uh, saying that's not true. I'm just saying that's not when Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake performed. I was going based off the game that they just said. Hmm. That was Eagles and whatnot. The Janet Jackson infamous. It could be a different year. I know We'll, we'll Google that later uh, after show. Uh, timing patterns an NFL game uh, with timeouts, reviews, commercials easily stretches more than three hours. But it estimates that there are only 11 minutes of actual action. Mm. Which is pretty much true, I believe. Um, I'm just going to DVR it and just test it and watch it. I was listening to our friends at Awesome Cast that they actually, that, that um, uh, John Chichilla mm-hmm. was talking today uh, about he has the TiVo. Yeah, and that TiVo actually put a thing in there that you can uh, TiVo the Super Bowl, and then fast forward through the game and just watch the commercials. <laughs> What's this, babe? Two thousand and four Super Bowl. Oh, here's our Google girl. You ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. It was the Patriots defeated the Panthers, and in two thousand and four, the halftime show was Jessica Simpson, Oceans of Soul. Spirit of Houston, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, E. Diddy, Kid Rock, and Nelly. It was not. I don't think it was the infamous boob out. 
Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. But it was Patriots versus the Panthers. Yep. Because I remember. I know things. I don't just talk out of my ass. Why do I always... Every time I say stuff, every word that comes out of my mouth has to be fucking fact-checked. It's fucking annoying. Like, I actually know stuff. No. Why? Why? Well, I, I've been wasting wait, okay, my life wrong. paying attention just to the world around me. All right, all right. I'm wrong, but here's the thing. I was living in Jersey at the time. But you were wrong. All right, I was wrong. Okay, but I was living... So, so what year was it that... Because that, it... It was the 03 season, 04 Super Bowl, that, or was it, oh, that, that the Steelers, it was the Steelers Patriots at Heinz Field, and it was the Eagles, and it was the Eagles, and I forget who, in Philly. I think it was the Rams. And I was living in Jersey, and we watched the first game, which was the Steelers were the, were the early game that day. Yeah. And the Eagles were a late game. I think that was 2002. No, because it was Patriots 01. Or was it 01, maybe? Oh, oh yeah, I was in Jersey. Look at that. Wait, yeah, 01. Wow, you guys are killers. Wow. Oh, shh. Wait, because I... Oh, yeah, it was 01. When Tom Brady... <sighs> when 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 Drew Bretzo started the game and they broke Drew Bretzo and Tom Brady came in and then they broke Tom Brady and Drew Bretzo came back. Uh-huh. Oh, shit, that was... A, it was, was 2001. That? No, wait, it couldn't have been 2001. Uh, you know, I'm so fucking delirious. Not that, or was it 03? It was 03! Yeah. Okay, it was the 03 season. Oh, wait. Cause, oh. Just finish the podcast. <laughs> Producer Amanda over here. Sorry, uh, I just had to say that Matt was right. Matt, Matt, okay, I'm going with you're on your Google search. We'll go with Matt's right. Because of the Google search, but not because of me. So, like, just you can host with Google next week and see how that goes. Oh, man. No, come on. No, Matt, we love you. Just give him his credit where credit is due. His credit is due. He is correct. Um, Matt's correct. Google backed Matt up. Google didn't back me up. Google backed up reality, to which I pay attention on the regular and remember things about. Steve doesn't like being wrong. I don't like being wrong. You're not wrong. You're just off by a year. I'm off by a year, I guess, or so. I can help rationalize. I'm good at that, too. Shit. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to go with number 17, the jerseys. Uh, The Rams are designated the home team uh, and will wear throwback blue jerseys. Yes, Los Angeles is about 2,220 miles from the site of the game. Uh, About Boston is uh, from Atlanta. Uh, but alternate designation Super Bowl um, says designated away teams have won 31 out of 52 Super Bowls. With the Patriots going 3-2 and two when wearing road unis. Uh, also, the only team to wear throwback uniforms in the big game was San Francisco Niners in 1995. And they won beating the San Diego Chargers. So, LA's wearing the, uh, the throwbacks, which that helps them out. And then the Pats are wearing the away jerseys, which helps them out. Mm. So I, it doesn't help them really, but like by the numbers, if you believe in this dumb shit, yeah, yeah. If you believe in this dumb shit, cool. They win because they're good. <laughs> You're right. Because they do. nobody ever touches. Uh, prop of the day: Bavada, uh, Bavada is offering position over under bet on total tweets from President Donald Trump on February 3rd. That's the a stupid thing. The wager said at 6. We talked about that last week. Like, somebody pissed him off at midnight. That counts. Like, 
Nancy Pelosi can just like walk into a casino, yeah. put like a million bucks on the over, <laughs> and then and then just start like you know she can go yeah. on C-SPAN, yeah, give yeah, a speech yeah, to yeah, an empty yeah, yeah. room. Yeah, you're like that's rage. I, I, I that's that's a rage prop bet. Um, choose the color of liquid uh, Gatorade. We talked about that before. I want um, purple. Teams in Super Bowl history. That's the that's like the longest odds. That's the longest odds. It is purple. Uh, New England is five and five in Super Bowls with none of the games in Atlanta. This is their fourth game in five years and third consecutive. Rams lost. Rams they lost the uh, St. Louis Rams in two thousand two and one in two thousand in nineteen eighty. The Los Angeles Rams lost um, in the Super Bowl. Their only win um, came in the George Dome in Atlanta. Um, they've only won once in Atlanta. It was in the Georgia Dome. Different building. Um, their loss in 1980, of course, was to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Ooh. I think, I want the Rams to win. You know, we all We this. all want the Rams to win. Yeah. Um. It's, it's time oh, for them to. Oh, win. here's what's fun. Check this breakdown down. Ticket allotment. 17.5% of the tickets to the Patriots. 17.5% of the tickets to the Rams. 6.2% to the host team, the Atlanta Falcons. 33.6% all other NFL teams to be divided evenly. So just over 1% to each team of the 29 remaining teams. 25.2% uh, dedicated to the NFL and public. Hmm. That explains why it's so hard to get a ticket. Right. Because Mike Tice is scalping all of his. Pretty much. Um... This is the third time the Super Bowl has been played in Atlanta. First time in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The game has been played in 10 states. 11 when they pick Pennsylvania. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, it's not going to uh, Age-old stats. It goes based between like uh, Tom Brady, his age, and players over 40 and dumb shit. Uh, Jersey Boys... Uh, 2018 season where Tom Brady, Khalil Mack, and Sha- and Patrick Mahomes had the best-selling jerseys this year. Super Bowl squares, of course, we all know about the block pools that everybody's doing in their office. The 10 by 10 grid. The worst numbers are two and two and five and nine mm. to have in a block pool. But yet last year the halftime hit was 22 12. Mm. So that was your two and two. You never know. Mm-hmm. Things are getting a little weirder with the extra points being pushed back, the ex- and Tools. also the and the two point conversion yeah. being pushed forward. Um, the Browns hold the distinction of being the only team that has not gone to a Super Bowl, and who played in a city that has not hosted a Super Bowl game. God forbid. Yeah. Um, Nobody wants the Super Bowl in Cleveland, do they? Unless they build a new stadium. I think that's the last thing on this thing that I read through build earlier. Um, yeah, uh, ninth Super Bowl uh, that the Patriots coach Belichick and Brady have been to on the same sideline is a record. Uh, MVP awards. Uh, Tom Brady has uh, won four times. Uh, a record 10 defensive players have won it. Um, quarterbacks have won it 28 out of 52 times. Mascots, who cares? Alternative programming. Alternative programming. The Puppy Bowl. uh, The Puppy Bowl on MM Planet. Yeah, Puppy Bowl. We'll be doing that. Uh, With the Kitty Halftime Show. Weeding it out. There's uh, CBS turned down uh, several multi-million dollars 
to run a marijuana ad during the Super Bowl, but CBS turned it down. Too controversial. It was a PSA, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, it was a pro marijuana ad. Right, a PSA. It's yeah. not like it's not like for a store that sells marijuana. Yeah. It's like you know, I don't know. I I didn't watch it because like, point... I hate watching online videos. Like <laughs> I never get anything done if I watched every thirty second clip that people send me. So. I the just most, know that I'm not going to get to see a week. The most points scored by both teams combined is 75. Happened in 1995 when San Francisco uh, beat the San Diego Chargers. That game was um, a blowout. It was a blowout. Uh, last year was the second one was 74 points total. That was a little better. Uh, just a little bit better. All your officials this year, uh, Jeff Bergman. He's a medical service company CEO. Umpire Fred Byron. Juvenile Correction Facility Superintendent, oh, Down God. Judge, Ed Camp, Physical Education Teacher, oh, Side God. Judge, Eugene Hall, Federal Agent, Back Judge, Terrence Miles, Quality Control Manager, Referee, John Perry, Financial Advisor, and Field Judge, Steve Zimmer, is an attorney. How come there aren't any, like, midwives on that crew? They're like, <laughs> it's all, like, prison guards and gym teachers. What's up with that? Um, yeah, so there's some fun things to know. Yeah, I like Super Bowl, Super Bowl trivia. I'm, I'm interested in the halftime show. Like, I guessed up with people, because technically they weren't a marching band, and they were kind of like a theatrical thing. Right? And that was at, like, Super Bowl Nine in Miami, when uh, when the Steelers were in it. That was, that was a big deal. That was the Cowboys. Yeah, the Steelers played uh, the Cowboys in Super Bowl Nine. I think. I don't know. Look it up, Amanda. You got your phone. Super Bowl Nine. Super Bowl Nine. It was the Steelers and whom? Oh God. I feel like a bad Yinzer for not knowing this, but you know what? Like I'm tired, and I'm tired of thinking about the Steelers. And Super Bowl Nine was, was... Pittsburgh Steelers won. Yeah. Over. Hold on. It's the Steelers. I want to say Cowboys. Amanda's phone's not working at home and Wi-Fi. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. Vikings. Uh, oh, that was the Purple People Eaters of Frank yeah. Tarkenton. Yeah. Yeah. And what, where was it located? Uh, wait, wait. I know that answer. Orange Super Bowl. Bowl not, no. Um, Tulane Stadium. Oh, there you go. Very good. Yeah. Tulane Stadium. Uh, also, what, in New Orleans? Yes. And so the Tulane band played at the halftime. It just made sense, and correct. You know, it wasn't a. It wasn't like you said a pop who, concert. Who yet. played the Tulane marching band? She's looking at you like I don't know. Grambling State. Grambling State. Whatever. Grambling. Okay. It's in the south. Uh, it's in New Orleans. <laughs> tribute, and they played a tribute to Duke Ellington with Mercer Ellington and Gambling State Band was the halftime Grambling, show. Grambling. Grambling. Nice. All right. Well, I was wrong. Well, all right, folks. I wouldn't have known. All right, folks. I uh, think that we gave you a good sports wrap-up with a, with a kind of a mild sports week. <laughs> Uh, it was rough, man. It was they're showing rough. cornhole on ESPN. Uh, yeah, when you wake up at like two a.m. and they're showing cornhole, you're like, eh. actually, it that wasn't was prime even two time. That was, yeah, that was like, time. yeah, it was like eight o'clock at night. I was like, oh, I hope uh, there's like a good basketball game on tonight, and it was cornhole. Yeah, they're showing games. cornhole. You had uh, the SC, you had the uh, NFL Pro Bowl, you had the NHL All Star Weekend. Yeah, uh, you had, yeah, 
it was kind of a crappy sports we in college basketball, and I, we didn't even get to watch a whole lot of it. It's to get um, everyone to focus on the Super Bowl, which is the most important thing on the in the Super world. Bowl, which is the most important thing in the world coming up. We're going to do our live Super Bowl show again, second annual live Super Bowl podcast at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview this Sunday, February 3rd, 10.30 a.m. to noon. We have our friends at Fury Brewing Company coming over to uh, talk about some great Pittsburgh sports, some Super Bowl, as well as the great beers and what they got going on this year. Yeah. Matt and I will be there. We also will have a uh, live studio audience. If you want to join that, please uh, inbox us at Bold PGH Sports on Twitter. Uh, also, Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook. Uh, Bold PGH on Twitter. Or if you have our numbers, just call us. <laughs> I guess. Text me. Right? Yeah. Don't call. Just text. Yeah. I'll get back to you like today or tomorrow. <laughs> but in the meantime, folks, thank you very much for listening to our banter. Matt, anything else? No, man. I'm going to go home and watch some soccer tomorrow and hibernate and be ready to go for Sunday. Right? It's going to be cold. Yeah. So, you have anything... Amanda came home from work late tonight, so she's like kind of. Like, you forgot to mention the fact that during Sunday we're also going to be discussing the fact that there's a weird twist to Fury Brewing, and it's actually going to have a wrestling twist to it too. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's going to be there's going to be a weird twist. Told you there'd be surprises. Yeah, I know, right? Matt said there'd be surprises, so we're going to have that. All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening to us, and we'll be with you live Super Bowl Sunday this Sunday, come up February third. From Sorgatron Media Studios. We hope you watch us. And it'd be even better if you came to the studio. Yeah, come come hang out. Come hang out and that. And that. And let's go Rams. Let's go Rams. Let's go Jared Goff. Kind of looks like Ryan Gosling a little. It's, you know, guys like that win. That's, that's what happens. That's how it works. It does. All right, folks. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTasty on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.